welcome to Chiefing with Chi, a podcast where you get to smoke with me, Lene Chi, and talk about everything from pop culture to your favorite munchie meal. I created this podcast so that smokers like me have a safe space to smoke, snack, and talk about what's on their minds. It doesn't matter if you smoke blunts, papers, eat edibles, or drink your Mary Jane in your tea. This podcast is for you. So sit back, relax, and if you need to, grab your lighter. It's time for Chiefing with Chi. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Chiefing with Chi with me, Lene Chi. I am so, so glad to be back for another week. I know last week I kept y'all a little long, so this episode I'm going to try to keep it cute and short. Um... But I am feeling really good. I'm in a really good mood this week and today have been really, really good for me. So I hope you guys' week are good. And this week, we're going to be doing a few... Excuse me, I had a burp. It's not a real um, Chiefing with Chi episode if I do not burp. So, yeah. Um, but what was I saying? Oh, we're going to do things this week a bit different because I went ahead and smoked off the air. Yes, <clears throat> I smoked off air this um, episode because I just felt like it. Um, <laughs> and sometimes smoking off camera is easier because when you're trying to smoke you really just want to be chill you don't want to be like talking unless you're smoking with somebody else and then you can pass them the blunts and then you had that time to talk while they got the blunt type of deal but it's really not fun to um talk while you smoking because you trying to really focus on inhaling the smoke taking in the flavor depending on the strain just relaxing so this week i decided to chill and relax and it'll be some episodes where i do that where i um just chill just relax and i'm just coming on here already geeked up and then some weeks I'm going to smoke with y'all and we're going to really get it hashed out. But yeah. So the next thing we're going to get into is Munchie of the Week. Now, <clears throat> this week, I've been really feeling TV dinners. Um, it's so funny because, like, really what's been hitting is uh, the Stouffer's. Because to me, out of all of the frozen foods, Stouffer has the best frozen food macaroni and cheese. Like, really, all you have to do is add so some extra, so some, like, salt, some pepper, and probably, like, a little extra shark cheddar on that bit. And that shit tastes like you motherfucking cooked it yourself, put it in the oven, you did the milk, you did the egg, you did the butter. Like, it tastes just like that, but, um... Yeah, I've been liking the uh, Stouffer's Salisbury steak and macaroni and cheese. Bomb. Like, the gravy, it's, some, it's a lot of gravy in there. It's a good portion size of mac and cheese. The Salisbury steak ain't no flimsy. So you know how <clears throat> there's um some frozen food brands, they have... Like those really flimsy, thin as Salisbury steak, but this is like a 
thick. It's kind of thick like like a like a brownie would be almost. A little less thick than a brownie. And honey, you season that with a hit a little with a little salt. Give it a little stir. And then you get a little of the macaroni and a little bite of the Salisbury and that gravy. Yes, like yo, that's some of the frozen foods can be good. Like, you just got to fuck with the brand that's going to try to really give you something you can feel versus a a brand that really be on. They, when they say the motherfucking for TV dinner is fucking 89 cent, it's, it's giving you 89 cent worth of taste. The Stouffer's joint is like almost $4, really, which shit, you can get a four for you know, and get something a little more hot, a little more realistic, even though it's still shitty. But you can get a better burger at Wendy's than you can from a frozen one. So, anyway, some frozen foods do be worth the little four, five, sometimes seven dollars. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, mm, that's my jam this week. That's been my jam. Um, I've been eating those. I ate that for dinner last night, and I ate it for dinner the night before. And I think the night before that. So, obviously, that's my munchie of the week because I've been fucking that up consistently. So, yeah, those are my munchie meals for the week. Let's go ahead and jump right into these week's topics. <clears throat> Excuse me. The first positive image thing I want to talk about is Big Sean. He gifted 100k um to a recording studio in detroit obviously um at the boys and girls center which i feel like he spent a lot of time there as a youth if you will uh, from my remembrance of like stuff he said in past interviews but it's really really dope that he reached out to do this and it's not surprising i mean from where he first started, he's made so many strides in the industry and, and just accomplishments in general with money being one of them. So it's not like he doesn't have a 100K that he can write off on his taxes to, you know, give. Not to say it's wrong for him to do that, but it's it's a smart investment business move. But um, so, yeah, big shout out to him to give a little more info about it. Um. He's giving back to the community that, that raised him by donating a state-of-the-art recording studio to the local Boys and Girls Club worth a whopping 100K during a recent performance at his second annual Don Detroit's On Now, which I didn't even know he um, had a type of like Made in America-esque event that he did every year. Like, you know how um they do made it, Beyonce and Jay-Z and like a bunch of artists do Made in America in Philly. I didn't know that he did this for Detroit, but that's dope. And of course, Sean Don, Don Detroit on now, whoever did that, keep them on the scene. That's cute and clever. So yeah, that's really cool. Um he has his own foundation that he launched back in 2012. Um, so that's cool, too. Like, So he has been trying to put in, well, has not tried, but he's been putting in that work. So that's really dope. Didn't know all of this stuff about him, but um, it's exciting. And I'm from Michigan, just not Detroit. But because we're from the same state, you know, I love to see good things happening for my state. So, yeah, big shout out to him. Oh, another really, really exciting thing for me and all of the, uh, what, 
uh, 90s kids. Not Well, not 90s kids, but the 90s babies. Because the kids was like 12, 13. So, all the 90s kids, or all the 90s babies um, that grew up in the 2000s. The Proud family announced today on Twitter that they are coming back. And Penny Proud is grown. She all curvy. She got she got she she grew up so cute. She got little heels on, honey. She's giving you grown woman, a young adult, okay? So, I'm super excited. Um I never watch Disney Channel anymore. Uh so to have a reason to turn to Disney is always fun and exciting in that nostalgic um way. I feel like Disney was better when we were young because I feel like I feel like now everything's so corny. Maybe I feel like what's going on in the world is corny. And cuz you know how your what you watch, especially like a kids channel, is going to reflect what's going on in the times. Like they're keeping up with what kids think is hot cuz that's their job. So I feel like our what was reflected for our childhood was just so much more iconic. Like it was just so much more like trend setting. Now it's just a bunch of goofy shit going on. So I kind of feel like this is gonna really be nostalgic for for all of the the old heads, but it's all also gonna be something to school these new niggas. Cause man, these new kids, they don't even know how they don't even know how to play outside and ride their bike and and play hide and seek and ride the little scooters that you know with the little cushion handlebars. You know they don't know about none of that. They don't know about being in the house before the street lights, like. So, yeah, I'm excited that they get to get a little something historical and iconic like the Proud family. So, I am super freaking excited for this reboot. And really, to be honest, this is really the only reboot that I feel like can do the original some justice. And, you know, really give us that nostalgic but showing a, a more progressed Penny Proud like... I feel like this is the show that could do it. So, yeah, I'm excited about this. So, I feel like that's good news. To me, that goes under the good news motherfucking bandana. Um, Because, look, times is sad out here. So, you know, you take what, what wins you could get. Um, Another positive thing that is going on is Steph Curry is sponsoring the golf program at Howard University, which you know Howard University is a um, PWI predominantly. No, I mean P P. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. P. Wait, wait. Predominantly white. Okay, so it's a PBI predominantly black institution. Um, in Washington, D.C. I think Howard is in Washington, D.C. Let me do my Googles. You know, y'all know how I like to, uh, fact check on this show. Um, and Google is your best friend, like I always say. So anytime I am confused or a little flustered, a little bit, you know, feeling a little bamboozled, I'm going to hit up Google and I'm going to see what's going on. So, um, Howard... University, let's see, it came up right off, okay, so it's in Washington, D.C., okay, so I was correct, there we go, moving on, um, he is 
sponsoring the golf program at Howard University, which is really something positive because you see so many of these HBCUs um, really struggling financially and falling on hard times and going damn near bankrupt because they don't have enough support from the black community. So it's really um, a positive thing to see somebody giving back to an HBCU um, and giving back to a black school, period, point blank. I feel like PWIs, which is predominantly white institutions, have so much funding from their people. And it's time that we really get involved and start giving money to our community, our kids, our kids, the future of our motherfucking lives well i'm a part of that because i'm i'm still young damn when i talk i feel so old but i mean it's time that people start giving back so i'm super excited about that i don't play golf at all um it looks boring as fuck to me and the only person i know that plays golf is tiger woods so i mean that's black that's like a professional um in this whole thing and so yeah one more positive thing that I think I have, which goes just to show how many shitty things are going on, is that Russell Westbrook is going to help launch um, a new program for youth. Similar to what I'm feeling like Nipsey was doing or that he did. Um, so, yeah. But he partnered up with this guy named Chad Brownstein. And the L.A. Conservation Corps, which I'm assuming that's, um, I'm sure he probably did this in honor of Nipsey, but I'm assuming he did it in L.A. specifically for that reason. Oh, but doesn't he also play for the Clippers? So he plays in L.A.? No, he plays for Oklahoma. I'm sh- well, yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah. But I'm sure he's partnering with them in honor of Nip. And so, yeah. But, yeah, he's partnered with Chad Brownstein and the L.A. Conservation Corps to launch Westbrook slash Brownstein Green Tech Program to help at-risk young adults. So, basically, exactly what um, Nipsey was doing in Compton. Um, Or is it Crenshaw? Are those the same thing? I don't know. Like, I don't know everything. I mean, apparently. So, um, no, yeah. Yeah, I'm tripping. Yeah, Compton. Crenshaw is in Compton. I feel like I'm correct because I remember on Moesha, um, she went to Crenshaw High and I know that was in Compton. So, yeah, I think I'm right. So, yeah, I mean, that's on par with what Nipsey Hussle was doing um, while he was alive. So it makes sense that he's partnering with the L.A. Conservation Corps. It makes sense that um, it's a it's a tech program. And that makes sense because that's exactly what Nipsey was doing. So, yeah, that's really dope. And I think that is it. Is it it? Oh, no. So, I, well, I'm going to say this is a positive because this is a black woman. And I support anything and I'm rooting for anything that is black. So, yeah. Um, the cover of Centennial Browns, um, or is it Centoni, Centoia, or is it Centoni, I don't know why I always want to say Centonia, cause it's not, it's spelled Sin, C-Y-N, like, Sin, like Cynthia, I guess, um, short for Cynthia, but it's Centoia, oh, is it Centoia? 
that would make sense because the toy t-o-i and the a is like centoy yeah yeah okay that's what it is that's what it is that's what it is centoya okay okay centoya centoya hi centoya i don't know i like her name <laughs> um okay so her book cover drops it's giving me i got a story to tell bitch it's giving me very much um i got a story prison reform it's giving me it's giving me it's giving me everything they got her with this nice cute innocent looking headshot her hair pressed she got the motherfucking studs in her ear little necklace maybe a cross for i know i've been changed and a little nice white t-shirt something simple that really make her beauty pop eyebrows on fleek a nice but natural like a natural i just woke up flawless beat like okay mama you're giving me the things a blurred out background with a nice greenery scene in the back okay blue got the gold or uh, i wouldn't say it's gold it would maybe more be a beige nice clean um font like okay mama you're giving me things mama you're giving me things and i see it for you um so she basically in collaboration with bethany muger wrote her story and her book cover has just been released so i think this is positive just for the simple fact that she's been basically in prison since she was a adolescent 15 16 year old girl who was forced into prostitution now i will say with this story the only thing that i can be certain is accurate is that she was forced into prostitution everything else i'm kind of confused about leery about because i've seen so many people go back and forth so many black people go back and forth about um if she did it, if she didn't do it, if she was a cold-blooded killer, if she, excuse me, if she deserved to, to be still in prison, she doesn't deserve to be out, she does deserve to be out, it's a lot of back and forth, and I never really cared enough to go deeper for the whole story, because the shit is sad and it's depressing, so I feel like this. First of all, your brain doesn't develop till you're 25 years old. And that's me speaking for the female race because you men, I don't know about y'all. But as far as Miss Centoya, honey, and me, and you, if you're a female listening to this, our brains don't fully develop to 25. And even still at 25, we're still learning. We're still coming into that maturity. We're still like stepping we stepping stepping deeper into the pond on who we are as as women so at 15 16 years old you're nowhere near you know capable of always um acting with the most utmost even if you are mature for your age there's still going to be an element of immaturity that you have and that's life because you're young and you don't have the experience so i feel like no matter what she did or how everything played out as far as people saying that she stole she after she killed him she stole his wallet and stuff like that and went back and got her something to eat like of course a broke kidnapped prostitute young out of her mind probably strung out on drugs like 
scared little girl is gonna do what they know due to as at this point a part of what makes them comfortable and it's like their new thing so i don't know people are weird um so it's just like if she did do it like that what the fuck is the problem she was 15 16 years old i made some of the dumbest fucking decisions at 15 16 years old had and deal was dealing with so much insecurity about my body about being cool enough or being skinny enough like oh my god like come on people are ruthless so I'm happy for her that she's out of prison, that she gets to tell her story, that she gets to be um, a beacon of hope and life for others. It's like, it's dope. So, yeah. <sighs> so, the next thing that I want to go to, because like like I said, like everything else is trash. Um, let's just really just go down the line. We're going to take it down the line here. Um, so... It says that okay, so basically, y'all know the situation going on with Jay Z and Colin Kaepernick and the NFL, etc. So, so basically, um, Funk Flex, which he wrote a lot. I really can, I really don't care for Funk Flex because I feel like he knows who and who not to like really kind of talk at and come at and like go at because he know they're not gonna try to see him about the shit he's saying and i feel like jay-z is one of those people i feel like i feel like jay-z is so fucking rich and so fucking above flex that that him even addressing him is like a fucking disservice to jay-z and um that may be my Jay-Z bias dropping dropping into the building, but the bottom line is that nigga, he know who he can he can come at and he know who not to come at. Like he really do. Like he's a fucking clown to me. So that's how I feel about flunk flunk flunky, yeah. That's how I feel about flunk. And he's always fucked to be doing that. Like he's just like a fucking joke to me. So yeah. With that said, um, he basically, I seen a, um, an interview of JD, Jermaine Dupree, talking about what Flex is saying here that I'm about to tell y'all about. So, JD sets the record straight that he called Flex and basically told Flex, the only thing he told Flex was that he had a conversation with Jay-Z. And what he's alluding to is that Flex took that and ran with it and made up and basically told a bald face lie, which I know he do because he's a fucking clown. Basically made up a whole bald face lie so that he could come on to social media and continue to paint a specific narrative of Jay-Z. Because he a fucking hater and a clown. So, he... Clear, clarifies that and I had to give y'all that to even tell y'all this because it kind of wouldn't make sense so basically he says he posted on Twitter I just got off or no this was Instagram or somebody screenshotted from Instagram but I just got off the phone with Jermaine Dupree he confirmed that when he was working with the NFL last year he did get a call from Jay-Z asking him how deep are you in with the NFL NFL expressing that might not be a good idea. So that's part of what he said. Do I have to read the rest? Oh, let's see. It's it's not that long. Oh, it kind of is long. Oh no, it is long. Oh hell no. 
Hell no. He wrote a dissertation. I'm not reading this. I'm not fucking reading this. Because really, the the whole thing about it is he lied. JD came out and said that he lied. And really, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't lie. And that JD did tell him that on some Gossip Girl type of time. And then Jay-Z, and then J- Jermaine Dupree, knowing that he... Because in the interview Jermaine Dupree did, he was like, Yeah, me and Cove... People don't know, but me and Hove are like this. And he, like, crossed his hands like they best friends. I'm like, nigga, are you? Are y'all? Really? And I feel like JD could have possibly told Funk Flesh that. But he didn't expect Funk Flesh to do this little bitch fit that he does when Jay-Z is brought up. And he got on there and said that. And then Jermaine Dupri trying to clean it up. Because in the Jermaine Dupri interview, he he did say, the only reason I'm up here today is to clear that up. So that kind of make it seem like, it kind of make it seem like Jermaine Dupri was trying to do damage control. And he realized that I'm fucking up my relationship with hoes because I'm running my fucking mouth. So I got to clear this up. And just and say, cause you if you notice, if you go back and watch the JD video, it's on the shade room, or like Hollywood Unlocked, or Bossup, whatever. But um, in the interview, J I mean Jermaine the Priest did say. He never came out and said Flex lied. He came he kept alluding. He kept saying, you know, people just take it and people just run with it and they just make up stuff. That's basically what he's saying. He he don't he don't say nothing in definite. He just does all these like um what's the word? Alluding to alluding to is one of the words, but implying. He just he just does all these implications of people running with the story and taking it somewhere else instead of saying directly you lied which i think is his way of trying to be like cover his ass on both sides so funk can't be like nigga you said i lied because he didn't technically he didn't lie but i feel like but i feel like jay z jd is trying to cover his ass and smooth shit over with Ho, because he the bigger out of the two funk flex he the bigger person to be friends with and align yourself with JD ain't low with his funny ass looking ass. Okay. I may have just stumbled on something. I'm shook. I'm fucking shook. I shook myself. Yeah, so that happened. And the next thing that I guess you could look at is kind of good news, bad news type of thing. The piece of shit police officer or a KKK member um, that murdered Eric Garner has been officially fired, which I don't know why it took this fucking long for something that happened in 2014, which is basically like six, seven years ago to happen. That means that he got away with, not only did he get away from with killing this black man because he didn't go to prison, but for like seven years, he got to keep on making money. Like, what the fuck? So, 
that's good news, I guess. But then, the other part of the story is that people have been donating to this piece of shit's GoFundMe to support him. And supposedly, he got a newborn and to support him and his family. So, it's kind of like, people. he already raised $100,000. So, people are definitely rallying behind him. Um to support him and i think that's fucking sad so fuck that person fuck their family fuck the police did i forget anything i think that was it i think we covered that moving on so the community has been in an uproar because apparently jamie fox and katie holmes have completely called it splits and apparently people are saying in the streets that it is because of this girl that jamie fox was pictured with um taking her or helping her down from um the curb and the pops paps caught her um and they basically are saying that he's dating her he fucking on her but she's also his artist and so um they're basically blaming this girl who is like mm, 21 years old they're basically blaming her for wrecking um katie holmes and jamie fox relationship and i don't believe that's the case jamie came out and did a live with another one of his cohorts and basically was denouncing that these rumors were false and or denouncing the rumors saying that they were false saying that this is his artist saying that um, when Justin Bieber was no, Ed Sheeran was before he popped off. J- Jamie Foxx was helping him out, allow him open his home to him, his studio, his connections to him, to help him get out here and pop. When um, Nick Cannon was a legit, Jamie let him stay with him, and Jamie's sister wouldn't let him come in the house to the house parties because it was too wild. So he was seeing some stuff, but he wasn't really in the midst of it, which he could have left that out because it kind of sounds creepy. But he basically was just saying that she, he made he made good points. He made valid points, and I agree with these points because I was side eyeing him for a second because I had, and it's funny because prior to all of this shit breaking. This YouTube video about Jamie Foxx was recommended to me, and it was basically like the truth about Jamie Foxx, where I found out that both the mother of his kids are white, didn't know that, didn't know that he was abandoned by his mother and his father, didn't know that his baby, basically, the mom stepped out on the relationship, and she had an outside baby, and then he was raised by adoptive grandparents and he only lived like a like 20 miles from his biological mom she went on to have two other kids so somebody in the comments of the youtube video had made good points about how um that they feel like he never dates black women and the only time that he does be seen with them is when he's trying to um like denounce the rumors that he only fucks with white women and he doesn't like black women and people were pointing out that 
Okay, so the video is basically like giving some background to his past. So one, his first baby, both his baby mothers was white. Um, they tried to be together, but it didn't work out. He takes care of both of them financially, but they, but um, his second baby mama's dad came out and said that his daughter hasn't dated since her and Jamie broke up, which was like seven years ago or something like that. So that alludes to the fact that he's like he on some future type of time. Like you, I can I'm a, I'm gonna take care of you and the kids. I'm gonna put y'all up in the best and the finest and the latest and the greatest. But you can't fuck with nobody else. Like even if you don't fuck with me, you can't fuck with another nigga. You can't be seen with another nigga. Blah blah blah. So, they was alluding to that that is what type of time Jamie was on. And even was, like, showing pictures of how they all are, like, this big old blended family. So, people was just making observations about the fact. That, okay, so then it was another instance. Sorry. I be cutting myself off. I notice I do that shit a lot. I, like, be, I'll be, like talking on here and then i like have another thought to explain the thought i'm about to say and i cut myself off and i go to that thought it's so funny so anyways um what was i saying shit oh yeah so basically him and megan good were linked to each other and she said so basically they got caught by the paparazzi coming out of some place and they was kissing and so she alluded to in an interview that she felt like jamie caught the paps and set it up which which continued the narrative that Jamie Foxx doesn't really like black women, but because his most of his fan base is black women, he had to like pander to them basically. And somebody made a good point that around the time that he was spotted with Little Kemp and the time point the time and point that he was spotted um out with um Megan Good that he set it up and caught the peps because that was when he was making music and we are obviously the black community is like his biggest fan base especially black women because I love that unpredictable motherfucking CD that shit was the bomb and I think that's the only Jamie Foxx CD I've ever listened to I don't know any other songs from him but that shit is the bomb. He was all buff and shit. He had the big old tattoos and shit. He was getting his sexy on. It was DJ, why don't you play me play another love song? It was fucking um uh, the song with Ludacris. That's really my motherfucking shit. The song with Kanye. Man, that was a bomb ass motherfucking album. Even the motherfucking song he did to his grandma. I felt that. You know? That was a bomb ass album. So he wasn't wrong. Well, I mean, it is wrong to pander to your community because you really don't fuck with them like that, or you don't fuck with his women, but you use it, but you, but you basically pander into them to get them to basically give you money, you know, like support you financially. Um, so that's fucked up, but that album's good. I'm still gonna listen to it, and basically the. They made the points that he doesn't like black women and he has a mistrust of black women due to what he went through being abandoned by his mom. She didn't want him. The dad didn't want nothing to do with him. And that's why he has issues with commitment. And that's why he has a mistrust of black women. So he only impregnates white women. It goes on and on and on and on and on. So that's how this whole thing came about. Well, for me, at least, like, I didn't even give a fuck about the shit before this. But I had learned all that about him, and I did not know that. I didn't know none of that. So, basically, he came out. He was like, we not smashing. And it kind of makes me kind of feel like I believe him. 
I believed him when he said that because I feel like he like white women. And I feel like that's his type. She a bad brown skin, young chick, model chick looking girl. I don't feel like that's his type. I mean, I could see it being his type because he young, he black, he rich, he famous. But he likes older looking white bitches. Look at Katie Holmes. She looks like an older, in her mid-30s, white looking chick. She don't look like no special beauty. She was bad to me when she was younger, but I mean, she okay now. Like she looked like she old. She looked like a middle aged bitch. That's kind of that she she. You know who she remind me of? She. Mm, I ain't gonna say that. I ain't gonna throw Miss Mandy under the bus like that. Mandy Moore. She is so fine to be a white chick. Like I'm gonna give her her props. She's cute, and I really don't think that many white women are cute. Like I can count on my hand how many white women I think are attractive, and she's the she's the only one. Oh, and make mm, no Scarlett Johansson, Scarlett Johansson, and Mandy Moore. Cause, 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 um, what's that girl name? Uh, Megan Fox. She changed her whole face. Even if they got some work done, I feel like their faces are closer, so much closer to their natural things. But yeah, Scarlett Johansson and um, Megan, not Megan. What's the chick name? Damn, I just said her name. Manny Moore. So pretty. And they still look super youthful. But yeah. Um, bright eyed and bushy tailed. But yeah, those are the only two white girls I think is cute. And basically people was like they believe Jamie Foxx because he don't like he don't like black women. And he came on here and he was like, first of all, she's too young for me. She she the same age as my children, et cetera, et cetera. He goes on oh, I believe him because I don't think he uh likes white women. I mean black women. Like, even though he didn't knock Katie up, they've been rumored for the last like five or six years to be together. That's a long time to be with someone. And you've never seen him well, he keeps it private, but I think he keeps his relationship private for the simple fact that he does just like white bitches. And because most of his career is like the black community is his fan base. I don't look at him like a crossover actor like Will Smith. And I feel like that's one of the reasons that he like kept from being so popular because he... uh. Yeah, cause well, came for being so like out with his relationships because he knew that he'll get backlash for that. Like it's a lot of of my favorite like black guy actors that I kind of like kind of cringe a little when I seen that they was meant to a white woman. I guess love is love, love is love, but it's just like damn, it's kind of hard seeing yo a brother. You like damn, he's just a sexy chocolate brother, and he in the movie like that nigga that played in Antoine Fisher. I think his name is Derek something. I I think he is so fine, but he's married to a white man. And she's not even that cute. And so I just, mm, to me, even though black women sometimes get on my nerves, we got our issues, we got our problems. Black women can do no wrong. They look good. They can run different type of hairstyles. They know how to dress. They have this natural swag to them. This natural just, just, just everything. Like black women are everything. Um, you know. I mean, it make you look at the nigga different when you're watching a movie, you know? So, I see why he kept it private. But they both came out and said, this ain't that. So, you know, chill on me. Especially after we seen Diddy hugged up with Lori Harvey. And 
she supposedly was messing with his son, who everybody says is gay, while he's going to keep a relationship down. And, you know, also, what does a 50-year-old man have in common with someone who's 23? I'm 26, and my sister is 20. And we, we barely have shit in common, and we're only five years apart. Because she's so childish mentally. To an extent. To an extent. I got to give her her credit. I don't want to shade her that much. She can be immature. She can be a little more immature than me. And that's why I can't. I can't do it. And she'll probably tell you the same thing about me. But obviously that's not true. So anyways. That's that on that. I feel like. This other shit is just so trash. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> I started choking. Okay, so... The um the Brazil's Amazon fi- uh, fire... Rainforest is basically been on fire for like three weeks, which... How the fuck can a rainforest be on fire for three full weeks? How does something be on fire for three full weeks? They didn't have a fire department? Or am I tripping? Somebody made a good point. And and I I don't know what this would be considered a conspiracy theory or whatever. But somebody made a good point. And they basically was like, if you think that a place that is high in humidity and and it's like um so wet and stuff all the time is gonna be easily able to catch on fire for three weeks straight, you're dumb. Or not, you're dumb, but you're basically like a gullible sheep. And basically, they were alluding to that the government or the powers, not necessarily the government, but somebody in the 1%, basically purposely set ablaze this rainforest, which could has control to drastically change the Earth's climate. And that made me feel like I need to turn on some uh, Net Geo immediately. Or National Geographics. So I can get some understanding. Because how is this rainforest able to control our motherfucking climate? So I feel scared a little. I feel kind of scared. I feel kind of scared a little. And I kind of feel like death is near. Kind of. But I'm trying to be positive. So... I don't like looking at shit like that. Because it just really made me feel like I'm about to die. So, that happened. And I feel like it's still happening. And it's still on fire. Um, so, yeah. And they say it's burning at a high, high, the highest rate since the National Institute for Space. Which, I don't know. This picture kind of looks cool, but... I don't know. This shit kind of scary to me, to be honest. It says the Amazon is often referred to as the Earth's lungs because it is responsible for the production of 20% of the oxygen in the Earth's atmosphere. How? How? Like, how? I'm so confused. How is that happen? How is that a thing? How did we allow that? How did we allow that to happen? Like, I am so... I'm scared. 
I'm scared. 20% of the oxygen on Earth's atmosphere, and there's been almost 730 fires in Brazil this year, with more than half in the Amazon region. Oh, I gotta look up some shit on that geo about this. I gotta get some information. I gotta get some information. So, yeah, um, so the Brazilian president came out and said that he that the Amazon fires are being staged. How the fuck can somebody stage an Amazon fire? You know what? With a good motherfucking graphic artist, designer, huh, people, some, huh, they can make some shit look like some shit. I told y'all I watched Blacklist, and on Blacklist, it's this episode when him and he trying to get him and his daughter out the city. So on this episode, he trying to get his daughter out the city. They fugitives, the FBI want them, the cabal want them. If y'all know what I'm talking about, you know. If you know, you know. If you don't, you need to get on Netflix and check it out. But they um trying to get away and he got he know this hacker. So it's a zoo. He he got a team of hackers, right? And they basically they're like caught like a little ant farm or something like that. And they and they're a troll a troll troll farm or whatever. Where they get on Twitter and they basically troll but they hack the system so they're trolling from all these like accounts all of these like seemingly real accounts and they're able to like put out these false descriptions like oh my god i just seen the the fugitives um in a black this or whatever you know and could like lead the police astray so that the so that the fugitives could get out of the like the block in whatever city they're in that has them like pinned up so that um so they can get out of like Fuck. Like, say for instance, you in the square, and that's like Brooklyn, and they're trying to get out of Brooklyn, like the perimeter of which they're searching for them. So they're trying to get out of that perimeter because that's getting out of danger. So if they're not, if they're. So the trolls' farm's job was to get them out of danger. Okay. Whew. Okay, we got to understand it. We're good now. Okay. So yeah, he said that. They making him look bad. They staging this shit. We, we got to figure out what's going on. So, I am more confused than ever. Because if he's saying they making it look staged. I mean, I don't. I don't. I'm. I don't know. But he's saying that he feel like they intentionally being set to make him look bad. But my question is, after they're set, why are they allowed to continue to travel? Why don't somebody come and put these motherfucking flyers, fires out? Like, don't they need like a fire crew or something like how California got? Or is it because it's another country they don't have all of the resources? So, I... And then somebody is basically saying that he... I don't know. I feel like if he got a good reason why why they trying to make him look bad, I I believe it. I mean, I wouldn't put it past nobody to do nothing like that. Cause I seen blacklist and that shit. Our imitating life is. I'm telling you. In other news, um, Dame Dash came out. Cause every time Jay Z being brought up, he has to come out so he can say some shit. So he can get Jay-Z's attention. And it's really annoying. And I like I like me some Dame Dash. 
He can be a charming motherfucker when he want to be. And he got a hustle in his spirit and a walk in his talk. And I fuck with it. But he know he can dick ride Jay-Z. He know he can. It's so annoying. Like, the shit is so irking. So, this is what Jay-Z... No, damn dad had to say about James Z. James Z. Jay-Z. I mean, everybody knows Jay-Z. That's, everyone knows that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but does not, that surprise you at all? Because that seems particularly shady. Listen, if you ask anyone in the industry, it's a common knowledge that Jay ain't... You know what I'm saying? And I just would like to point out here, before, you know, before we I let the video com- conclude, why the fuck is Dame Dash wearing a fucking short sleeve button-up uh, collar shirt with a fucking tie? Why does he have a fucking tie? Why does he have a fucking tie on? He's a fucking clown sometimes. But anyways, um, I just wanted to point out. That's not even what I wanted to point out, but it just jumped out at me. <laughs> but the dude who is interviewing Dame is white. I don't know, but it's just like, this is something that we should be talking about as a collective in our own backyard. Amongst our community. Stop letting other white people and people of color wait in on shit that got something to do with us. Because when it's they people and it's they community, they, they don't be letting us have an opinion. So, that's what I wanted to say. Okay. He's about the bag. You know, we all know that. It's about he's self-preserving. Period. Like, you know, it's just that the people he does it to don't have, like, Beyonce next to him. They don't have that kind of a power. But, you know, this dude here, everyone's looking. So, I just think he... I mean, everybody knows Jay. So, basically, in 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 the whole... His the clip he's essentially saying jay-z ain't shit everybody knows that that's something that's in the community that's been said about jay-z how he does business etc etc so that it's not surprising and personally i'm just so over excuse me people talking shit about what this dude do I'm tired of it. It's annoying. And it's annoying that only time that Dame speak out about Jay-Z is when he's in the news. That's the only time he has something to say about him. Which let me know you're trying to get a little clout off of the situation. And you feel like we give a fuck what you got to say about this. We don't give a fuck about what you got to say about Jay-Z. Because we know that your motherfucking opinion is, is jaded by the fact that he elevated himself when you was on that fucking real hood booger shit. And I mean, what else? Like, how can you be mad at somebody for elevating when you didn't want to handle business respectfully like you was obnoxious with your shit like that's not a way to handle business so anyways um yeah that's what i have to say about that that's my only gripe with fucking dame is he never shuts his fucking mouth when it's regarding jay-z and the only time he speaks about jay-z is when he is in the fucking media or news for something like sit your ass down somewhere go get your money from lee let the check clear on that before your for your two baby mothers take it. Be worried about that. Why you worried about Jay Z? Cause I could guarantee he ain't running around get, trying to get nobody no money back from nobody else. No, I can't guarantee that. But y'all get my motherfucking point. Moving on. I feel like oh okay. So in the latest um, news of the Lucci Young Thug debacle. Um, Lucci was doing, cause I guess 
ever since okay well ever since back in the day lucy came out on twitter and basically added young thug's girl and said he was sleeping with her and saying i know you miss me boo and this that and the third and he had posted her text messages between the t- supposed text messages between her and him and I feel like that ignited the beef between him and Young Thug. And basically, that was going back and forth. Long story short, Young Thug posted a picture of her sitting on a jet and was like, the only couch she's, this bitch sitting on is this one. Which is like, damn, you gonna call your woman a bitch? You must have been mad when you made the tweet. Because at, at one point, you believed that she actually did that. Because this was when him and Jerika was engaged. And he, he had to have believed that for even for a second that she did that shit how he called her a bitch like like you arguing with a nigga back and forth but you call your bitch you call your woman a bitch like she like she property or something like uh-uh, that's not cool so basically they reignited that beef because well I, i'm assuming this is just one of the reasons because lucy what i get from lucy is he really talks a bunch of shit but then when it's time to speak on what's said every time every interview i've seen in regards to him speaking on some shit he said publicly or on twitter he he'd be like no i don't do it i don't do that Nah, we also grow man shit over here. Or he do this weird laugh. Like he reminds me of an eight year boy eight year old boy. He gives me he gives me fifteen, sixteen year old boy. He gives me seventeen year old. He's giving me I'm a young nigga. He's like a, a eight year old in a candy store with money. He's giving me that. He's not giving me grown man. He's not giving me fully fully developed brain. He's not giving me I got common sense. He's giving me I tell lies about everything for no reason. And I think that shit's funny. And I think it's funny to, to to every time he does an interview, he looks like he's completely drunk off his ass or high off his ass, and he can't even articulate. He be slurring his words. Like I can't stand him. I can't stand him. He's a hood booker. I don't like it. And it's not attractive. So basically, he got on B one hundred three, and they asked him about it, and this is what he fucking had to say. What the fuck does he mean? I can't tell you. I can't speak on that. You've been speaking on it on Instagram and on Twitter. How you can't speak about it now and you in the interview? He always pulled his shit. I've seen two other interviews where he did the same thing. When he went on the Breakfast Club and he was asked about, ah, I'm real, we don't spill, I ain't addressing that. Like, nigga, you was addressing it on Twitter before you got in this room. What are you talking about? He's such a fucking goofball. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. He probably beat me. You know, his girl, you know how she was about me. So, you know. That's what I saw. Yeah, you. Yeah, I, saw, girl, you I, I saw that, like, I, I I saw that you said you slept with his girl. Is that what it's about? I was in the bed with her a couple times. Oh. Wait, she said, she said that's a lie, though. She said that's a lie. Man, hey, we ain't gonna talk on that, though. Sit, fit, it, loot, out. He is awful. And they nosy as fuck for keep asking, like, oh, girl, why the fuck you wanna know about that old stale ass tea? Why are you asking about that, you messy bitch? So, basically, he said, oh, well, so, um, Young Thug's fiance or ex fiance girlfriend, they still are with each other. She came out and she was like, um, 
she said tell your bitch ass no tell your bitch ass <laughs> i had to get my voice right Tell your bitch ass nigga to brag on something he really got like you. And stop cloud chasing off something he never had. At Reginate underscore Carter 1. Exclamation. He need to hold his L like he holding my nuts in his mouth. Period, poo. <laughs> she didn't add that part, but I'm adding that part because that shit's funny as fuck. She said, how the fuck you keep saying a female name, but don't get at no nigga? exclamation how you got a whole beautiful girlfriend but you so comfortable saying somebody else's name see she trying to clean it up when she said whole beautiful girlfriend because she didn't feel like her whole point at the at the top really illustrated that she not coming necessarily for a resume because she did she did start off at the twitter at the tweet about um tell your bitch ass nigga to brag on something he really got like you oh no it was another tweet she put where i'ma come at his bitch and i was like uh, i don't think so yeah this is where she said I tolerate zero disrespect. And since you want to engage in whole activity because you're scared, I'm going to get at your bitch. So I feel like she tried to clean it up on the back end because these were her initial tweets before she, like, she gathered herself and pulled her head up from that coat she supposedly do. So I feel like um, she kind of pulled her head up and was like, whoa, I got to reel it back in. I'm not trying to come at her. She don't want no smoke with her. Let me clean it up. So she cleaned that shit up. Because you know your third favorite rapper is Lil Wayne. So she had to clean that up. So yeah. She was like. Bringing a woman into a man's fight. Is that clown activity. Especially a bitch. You have had. You have. Especially a bitch. You have or had zero dealings with. Sit the fuck. Oof, punctuations or everything. Sit the fuck down. Or man up and handle your business. Period poo. And then after he did, so she said, okay, yeah. So basically he did that interview and she responded. And then she also got on her live and she had this to say, honey. Mama was pissed. You lame ass. You clout chasing ass. Goofy ass. Why do they keep buffing out nigga but not ass? ass? Weak ass. Listen, hey. I ain't stopping nothing. Listen, hey. She felt that in her spirit. Tell what you really mad at. Tell why you really mad. You fucking liar. Look DM right now saying, I ain't say I you. I said you want to be. So she said that he sent her a DM. Because I don't know if y'all can hear all these goddamn motherfucking bleeps. She was like, basically, you a you lying ass motherfucking nigga. You tell them why you really mad. You just sent me a DM saying I didn't tell them I slept with you. Something like that. I, I know he lied. He looked like he tell lies. Um, somebody said it the best. Somebody was like, um, oh my god, what the fuck did they say? I liked it in the comments. Um, fuck. Or the comment was like perfectly described. Somebody, me, and how I feel. Somebody was like, y'all know damn well he lied. He looked like he lied about everything. I was like, exactly. That nigga looked like he stayed telling nothing but lies. Like, ugh, I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. Mm. I ain't clout chasing weak ass. Oof. You lame ass. Oh, okay. Next you video. clout chasing ass. Okay. And then she had some, a little other things to say. Really, man? Tell why you really, man? 
Oh, okay. You liar. <laughs> he ain't right now saying, I ain't say I said you want me. You lame, clout chasing, weak So basically, he tried to say that he said he want to fuck her that she want to fuck him well that's what a nigga that's like 17 would do so how could you be surprised you know yourself and your soul you a hoe you know yourself and your soul you a hoe I'm gonna start using that you know yourself and your soul you a hoe bitch you a real fucking hoe I'm gonna start using it Period, poo. Period, poo. Period, poo. <laughs> the fact that bitches say that now, including me, it just makes me laugh. It's funny. Period, poo. Period, poo. It's so funny. It's so it's so snobby. But yeah, that shit took me out here. You ain't never got no monk with nobody in the city of Atlanta know you are a hoe. And I'm saying in my mother, really, man? Yeah, she went off, honey. She gave him a, a three-piece and two sides. Because she has three videos so i'm not gonna put another one y'all get the gist she said he's a pussy ass nigga she said bitch stand up like a man and handle that smoke with my nigga because you're running your mouth about my pussy cat girl same old shit and all lucy gonna do is keep pussy popping and backtracking like he been doing since that shit first happened and yeah, and it was funny because young, young Thug had tweeted like, if I didn't like what you did for your mama and your kids, I would have been killed you, nigga. And I, something within me resonated with that, but also it kind of made me feel like I believe him. I believe he would have killed him. Like, I believe that. I do. Something about it just made me feel like he did that. He'll do that. He'll make you disappear. So, moving on. Ugh, I'm kind of excited about this. Well, yeah, I like a little mess. Um, so if y'all don't know, Marriage Boot Camp is like this funny ass show that they have couples, celebrity couples. It started off as like a um a show where like random ass couples come on and like be trying to actually get help. Which I miss the days when it was just like regular people. Cause now I feel like everybody does it. It's, when they turn into celebrity, I feel like everybody started wanting to go on there as like just just to be on there. Because I remember on one season, Tara Reed and this dude that clearly was homosexual got on the show and they basically was faking like they was in a relationship together. And whole time they was not in a fucking relationship. So I kind of miss the days when they just did regular people. Because then people were starting to come on the show just trying to flex and flaunt and frogonate. And I couldn't take it. But um, they're doing another season. And Shonda Denise, who is um, Willie from Day 26 group. The group from Making a Band that Diddy made. The boy version of Danny D. Kane. The dude that was in that group. The only good looking nigga that was in the group, really. Because um, all them other niggas was ugly. Trash. Um... They're married or separated, but they're on the show, and then and they was on how <laughs> they was on um Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. I think they was like on there for 
one or two seasons. And then he got caught cheating on her. And then he's acting like he was done with that. They had separated for a minute. Then they got back together. And I think he still couldn't keep his dick to himself. And I'm confused on why he can't keep his dick to himself. Is it because y'all struggling? It can't be because y'all struggling. Does struggling make you go fuck another bitch? I don't think so. So, yeah, I don't know what his problem is. Except he's probably just saying shit-ass nigga. Um, so, wow. Yeah, he's on the show with her. And Hazel E is on the phone. Uh, on the phone. <laughs> Hold the phone. Hazel E is on here with a nigga that looked like he could be a bottom. And, I mean, his beard looks painted on. But from a quick glance, he kind of look attractive. Uh, she's on here with him with her new nose and her new face. And actually, this is the best her face has looked. And it hasn't looked the best. So, yeah, they got into a fight. And the show had to be, like, shut down. So, you know, they're going to milk this shit for everything they got in the trailer. And I'm here for it. I cannot wait. Um, So, yeah, that's exciting. So, Ooh, ooh, ooh. And it comes on on WeTV, but I watch all of my stuff from the PlayStation or like Netflix, Hulu, or I get on like these little websites. Oh, let me put y'all on. I'm gonna put y'all on today. I'm gonna put y'all on to these websites that I watch like all like the little bullshit ass reality shows. Growing up, hip hop. Not um, what's the I love after lockup? The little midget show with the little midgets and ATL. Um, uh, everything you could like think of, they got it on there. So, what was I gonna say? Yes, they have it on there, and um, yeah, that's where I watch everything from. So, it's two websites that I go to. There's one, it's called Broken Silence, and then at the end, instead of another S, where silence is a Z. So, Broken Silence, and then, yeah, instead of the E at the end, it's a Z. And, yeah, I think that's right. But, yeah, and then it's another one that's called Mr. World Premiere. Um, those be having all of the joints that's reality. They don't be having, like, regular, like, they do be having some, like, um sitcoms on there or like actual shows they may have like empire or they'll have like shows that a lot of people watch like they have power on there or they'll have like claws on there or they'll have like games people play they'll have stuff like what the community is basically kind of like talking about because they're also they also double as like a blog site where they talk about like shit like on the shade room and stuff and just report like black people news basically shit that black people really care about or that they talk about in the community that's how i look at all of these urban blog sites they talk about what we care about at the moment so yeah um check out those two websites they be having all the shows because i don't do cable and i won't do cable and um amazon prime is dope like if you just want to order a movie um, my mom has that set up at her house, and that's what I, when I'm there, I've done it over there. So, y'all check those options out. They're available to you. Moving right along, I feel like I cover everything that I feel like talking about at this point. Um, this week, I feel like we covered the, the content portion of this, um, podcast. 
and like I said it really wasn't that much going on um this week for real for real it was just like little bullshit ass stories here and there with some good stuff sprinkled in the middle so yeah um that being said we're gonna go ahead and move over to our next segment and get ready to close out the show because this week i'm gonna do something a little different and i won't be doing um the our conspiracy theory segment just because i didn't find a conspiracy theory that i actually was really into this week and i much rather have um well technically we did uh, we did discuss briefly a conspiracy theory when we was discussing the um amazon rainforest so that could serve as our conspiracy theory um segment because i couldn't really find something that i really wanted to delve deep into and really process while i'm high um, or anything that was like really interesting or just something that could be lighthearted and funny to an extent. Something that happened eons ago versus something that's kind of like plaguing us right now. So, yeah, when I find a good one, we'll do the segment. Um, it's only so many that you can really delve deep into without blowing your damn high. But if you have any suggestions, please suggest to me the... Um, theories that you want me to discuss and we will dialogue about it all right guys so we're getting into our last segment of the day and i've been so excited to talk to you guys i kind of feel like this kind of went by super fast um but i enjoy coming on here every week and talking to y'all it's really just a nice outlet and i really appreciate everybody that's given me their feedback so far on the show hit me let me know they listen to it let me know that they um you know actually listen to it by telling me noticeable or funny parts that stuck stuck out to them i fuck with y'all i love you guys thank you so much um so here is the riddle me this segment and this is the riddle as follows a woman proves in court that her husband was murdered by her sister but the judge decides what the sister can that, no the judge decides that the sister cannot be punished why was the reason that he decided that let me know in the comments and i will got, catch you guys on the next episode of chief with chi with me, Lenechi, it has been a pleasure, my pleasure. See you guys next week. When I start to care, then I find there is no one there, but I think of you, and I know. We are something new We get high and high Crazy blue Like St. Elmo's fire Love so sharp and flat That it's hard to know just where you're at